99 Jams Community Matters. Good morning, everybody. We are here to speak about the South Florida HBCU picnic live in the studio. I am honored. I have the mayor of Opelika, a Morehouse alumnus. Mr. Matthew Pigott. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. And Tim. author. You, you forgot to put author in there. Yes. Stop author playing with me. Concert. I know you have you a book. <laughs> <laughs> and also I have Miss Melody Miller. She's a fertility coach. She's a Howard alumni and an organizing committee member of the South Florida HBCU picnic. Good morning, Melody. Good morning. And also I have an attorney, a Clark Atlanta alumnus, Mr. Josh Jones, who's also part of the organizing committee. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Morning, Cindy. All right, so let's get into it. How's everybody feeling on this Sunday? Oh, uh, fantastic. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> yes, blessed and highly favored, always. Okay, so let's get into this. How did the South Florida HBCU picnic come about? Was it just a picnic of a few of you guys just getting together? Like, tell the story, Matthew. So when we came back home, Josh and I came back home. We went to our respective alumni picnics and mm-hmm. felt as though it could be more open to a younger community. Um, and we wanted to bring in that, H- that AUC feeling mm-hmm. that we experienced at um, Atlanta, where you have Morehouse, Clark Atlanta, Spellman, a few called in this small little area coming together. Mm-hmm. So when we came back home, it was like, you know what, let's have a picnic together. Um, and as we started to reach out to people, we had about seven HBCUs come together um, our first year. And then from there, it took off. People loved it. Um, at the first event, we had about 200 people. And now it's grown to over 1,000 people representing wow. 36 HBCUs. Um, coming together to celebrate HBCU excellence. Wow, that's amazing. Did you guys ever picture, Josh, that the thing that you and Matthew decided to do was going to get this big? I did, but I didn't know it was going to be this fast. So, you know, <laughs> it was it was just sort of something that came from God because we had an idea, we put it together, and then we met amazing people like Melody along the way who from mm-hmm. the very first event, she was there before we were, I think. And she was like, what do you need? Let's do it. Like, we're going to do it. And that's the spirit that we created the event for so that everyone could come together and experience that type of excellence. And, you know, the kids could see it. The kids could learn from it. And hopefully business can be done so we can help to improve our community that way so that things can improve for, you know, generations to come. You know, like one thing I do, I I don't regret many things in life, but I really regret I grew up my high school years in New York and I was so busy being a New Yorker high school student that I really didn't care about my schoolwork and so I really didn't think about what college I was going to go to I didn't even take the SATs growing up like I sucked okay so my whole thing is I truly regret like I should have went to like Howard or something like an HBCU but I didn't really know I had no knowledge of it because I guess I don't know why but I really regret not going to an HBCU I think everything would have been so much funner. And then when a different world been. came out, I was like, I want to go to Hillman. Which didn't even exist. Exactly. But how did you guys decide, I'm going to go one by one. Matthew, how did you decide to take your academics to Howard? Um, so, well, I went to Morehouse. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm mixing it up now. So, okay, yeah, 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 you were looking at Melody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know uh-huh. Howard just caught me. So, <laughs> um, actually, um, I, I went I was in a uh, young, I wasn't going down the right path. And I was mm-hmm. in this group called 100 Black Men. And one of 
my mentors was a Morehouse graduate. Okay. And he just exposed me to that Morehouse love. He encouraged me to to to, to go. And once I got there and saw the amazingness of HBCU, because I didn't really even know about HBCUs beforehand. Then you were like uh, me. It was just, <laughs> I needed a it was mentor. amazing to see. And then from there, like, it's, there's no other place for us to go to. Like, mm. why, why not go to a place where everyone is dedicated to making us as a community uh, develop and empower each and one of us as as as, as individuals. So I'm, I'm proud and happy that I had an experience with HBCUs, and that's why we do this picnic. And Morehouse has, like, such a legacy. Like, the men of Morehouse come to <laughs> Number one. Number one premier institution in the world for the development of black men. Uh, it's alma mater, yeah. Martin Luther King, Samuel L. Jackson, Spike Lee. So Morehouse is the top of the top, and it is an honor to be a representative of that institution. Was that the school that the guy just donated like paid yes. off every debt. Don't you wish you were graduating <laughs> this year? Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I, I wish I graduated. Yeah. I, I graduated. Uh, oh, you like to stick yourself in the audience. I'm a girl, but I'm graduating with them. <laughs> and what about you, Melody? So when I decided to go to Howard, it wasn't like, you know, I had this like wonderful, um, you know, uh, everything planned out. There wasn't like a, a necessarily a roadmap. Mm-hmm. I found out about it through just kind of friends and my friends were going. And were you graduating from Miami? I like, was. I graduated okay. from New World School of the Arts. Okay. So I, um, but I really didn't know like Matthew much about HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And then my friends were like, "Well, what about Howard?" But it just so happened that um, one of the professors at New World. Um, Dr. Ed Love, mm-hmm. he said, why don't you look at Howard University? And I was like, what's that? You know, and then, you know, but then, of course, my friends were talking about it as well. So I said, let me give it a try. And he's like, I'll help you get in. And so he actually went and helped help me, you know, walk my application in, made sure I had a college to go to. And it was like the best experience of my How life awesome. because I wanted that indoctrination of being around people that looked like me because mm-hmm. I didn't have that necessarily growing up here. Um, just with my friends and, and, and things of that nature, you know, I didn't have that. I wanted that cultural experience. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Washington, D.C. and then went to Howard University, it was like, whoa, this is what I've been looking for. This being around people that look like me, being around people that act like me and being able to learn so much about black people from different cultures mm, different and, cities and different, or different cities places and, of the world. Mm. Yes, I mean amazing. And then actually in over the years it's it's actually, you know, just integrated. So now you get even more people from all different walks of life. So it's it's been a it was a wonderful experience going to Howard University. And Josh, how did you make your way to Clark Atlanta? Are you originally from South Florida? Originally, originally from South Florida, but I went to high school in Tallahassee. Okay. And um when I was in the seventh grade, when when the internet first came out, mm-hmm. I used—I don't know how I ended up there, but I was researching colleges in the seventh grade, and I had wow. a, and I, and I had a pen pal who was a mass media professor at Howard, mm. so that was my number one choice going into high school. Okay, so it's you. So throughout time, I applied, I applied, to, and got admitted to Morehouse and to Howard. But okay. the overall deciding factor for me was that. I decided I wanted to become a millionaire, and I had mentors in Atlanta who were millionaires. So, mm. so it basically became a duel between Morehouse and Clark Atlanta, and, and Clark Atlanta offered me a full scholarship. Morehouse Hello. offered me a partial. So, you know, luckily I didn't have to be in that graduating <laughs> class of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and like they said, it's, it's lifelong friends made in college, especially on those HBCU campuses. You know, small small classes. It's like a family. The things you learn outside of class are almost as important as the things you learn in class, if not more important in a lot of instances so it's a, it's an experience that 
you know, I don't regret for the world. And, when, you know, when the three of you were each telling your stories, it's like you have a twinkle in your eye saying it. That's why I regret <laughs> not being studious and not knowing about an HBCU. But I went to Miami-Dade College, mm-hmm. which is considered a black college. My mother graduated from there. Woo-woo, alumni, Miami-Dade College. So what is it about, like, how precise did A Different World depict a HBCU? Is that really how it is? Because that's my image and my brain of what it is. You know, Denise going here and, you know, Dwayne Wayne going there. Like, I don't know if it's real or not. Like, I think it did a pretty good job, especially once you got past that first season that, mm. where they had white people writing episodes. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> but once Debbie Allen got involved, like they, they had the homecoming. They had the guys' pleasure yeah. fraternities. They had, yeah. they had all the different things, the relationships. I mean, mm-hmm. they really, really covered a lot of things on that show that I think influenced a lot of people to want to attend and to actually attend college in the you know late 80s and the early 90s. And you're starting to see that spike again now yeah, because there's, there's, you know, Beyonce's like, homecoming the is hoping homecoming. that. You got, the, yes. you, got the, you got the Black Panther fact. Everything, yes. everybody's black and proud again. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a really good time to um, for people to experience this picnic because, you know, with, with everything that's going on, it's an opportunity for kids to really get a chance to see that black excellence that they can actually touch and they can grasp and they can say, hey, he goes to my church. I didn't know he went to, you know, this school or that school. So, yeah, so this is an excellent opportunity that everybody should take advantage of. It's free to the community. There's no cost. All we want you to do is to go online to, you know, reserve your spot on Eventbrite mm-hmm. and um, it's just that easy and it's that much fun and this is going to be the best year ever this is the fifth one mm-hmm. and every year it's gotten bigger and better so we don't expect anything less this year so you don't have to have attended a HBCU to attend this picnic absolutely not absolutely oh, okay. not it's open to everybody I mean, and it's a free event how are you guys making like money to pay for this like is there donations like <laughs> give me the back end <laughs> what? give me the tea Matthew what's uh, going on <laughs> who's buying the barbecue how or do you have to buy your food? Like, how is this whole thing working? Uh, basically, the HBCUs, the HBCUs sponsor it, and wow. they come together. Like, so we have alumni and alum alumni that are not associated with HBCU alumni associations, and also alumni associations, basically pulling together their funding to put on this picnic and That's and then so we awesome. have a few other, a few other people that pull came in like AT&T um, Jackson Health and, and 100 Black Men um, Josh Jones Law Soul Fertility there's so many people that have been literally pulling in their our own resources to make this happen so that's the beauty of it is that it's just people coming together um, to, to make it happen and we just assist in doing the back end in terms of organizing people and organizing funders to get this thing rolling and the beautiful thing is even even at the corporate level though I'm mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off no, no you're not I just wanted to I just wanted to shout out that AT&T believes in it because because they have an HBCU in the midst Crystal Cole who who makes it known that it's important Jackson North has a CEO that went to Howard so those are family oh, so they're, family they're and Howard, graduates family working. And Howard grads are still working within and that's what's important that we're able to get inside these structures so that we can continue to build that way right and it's, also we have a lot of support from the city of Miami Gardens yes they've been excellent partners with us um, over the years mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't ask for more and for a better partnership and just bring, being able to bring this type of event to the city of Miami Gardens is is absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's 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 what we can provide to the community. It's the city of Miami Gardens providing this to the community um, as well to say, here's some exposure to HBCUs, you know, so black colleges, black universities, you have options as uh, as a as a young person mm-hmm. to go wherever you want you can go to your state schools there's no there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and you can um 
and you can pledge and, and you can do all of those things. But there are also other options out there for you. There's, you know, there's the Howards, there's the Morehouses, there's the Clarks, there's the Spellmans, there's the Hampton, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though that's our rival. But there's the Hampton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, but there's so many. There's Tuskegee, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Florida Memorial right here in the city Come of Miami on. Gardens. Yes. So there's so much that we have to offer and in the city. So it's wonderful to partner with them and to for them to be um, working with us and for us to be working with them, uh, not only this year, but in the years previous as well. I like something that you said that it also, like for me, my lack of knowledge is what probably had me not interested in going to college. I had no interest in it in high school. Um, but you guys, you just said something that you are going to be speaking to young people and then they, they're around. What's the age group of this? Um, can anyone go to this picnic or is it? So anyone literally can go to this picnic. Okay, so I they mean, can bring their kids, it, their teenagers. Bring your kids because we'll have bounce houses and we'll have games and I'm super excited about games because we have a lot of games. You're going to have those little sticky hands for the kids <laughs> um, as prizes mm-hmm. and um, we're going to have also games for adults um, which we'll, we'll have our spades tournament, our annual spades, spades tournament. We're going to get that rocking. Yeah, so you know, you better come prepared and ready to play. Um, so don't be messing around because, you know, if you renege, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, you know, it ain't going to start nothing, it going to be nothing, but I'm just saying, you know. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have lots of fun. Um, this year, we're going to actually put up a volleyball tent. Surprise, guys. We're going to put up a volleyball tent, uh, a, a volleyball net this year, actually, mm-hmm. so that we can have some volleyball going on. And so, you know, bring it. You know, it is a fun event. We've had people as, as you know, from babies all the way. I think we had a, a, a eighty uh, something year old uh, one one year because we have uh, alumni. I mean, alumni, you know, for years. For These years. schools have been around for years, and it's wonderful to to see them and to see them engaged. And we have events and things for them to do. You know, on all spectrums. So. But like I said, like a, like for a teenager or someone in high school, middle school that goes to this event and sees like the pride. And all of you representing your different schools, because all three of you went to a different school, plus all the people that are going to be at this picnic, it'll definitely spark what wasn't sparked in me when I was in high school. And and, and that's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. HBCU alumni are the most powerful network of black professionals in almost any city that you go in. Even mm-hmm. here in um, Miami-Dade uh, County, me as a mayor of Morehouse, you have this, uh, uh, Mayor Miami Gardens, as a fam, you graduate, and quite a few of the people um, at City of Miami Gardens are uh, HBCU alumni. Um, matter of fact, the uh, Hip Rock Star, the uh, PR firm, that's a, 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 also one of the sponsors of the picnic. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBCU graduate, uh, Aggie, uh, North Carolina A&T. So there's so many people that have come together, and that's why we created this, because we want to show people that uh, we are have influence, we have power, and we want the kids to realize that our own schools, our own institutions can produce us. And this is a time in which we can all come together with all our family. We got kids running around. So it's a real relaxed environment where you can run into a mayor, you can run into an executive director, you can run into a top lawyer, you can run into all these people with their family just mm-hmm. hanging out, enjoying time, and bringing that HBCU uh, homecoming. And I definitely think like that whole homecoming documentary that Beyonce came out with is something refreshing for this generation that, again, may not have the knowledge of what an HBCU represents that 
that pride in that documentary was just like what is the pride that I'm talking about when I see people that go to HBCUs, how they speak about their school 15, 20 years later and they're still talking about it like with pride, like it's in their soul, embedded in you guys. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the network is strong, like Matthew said. Um, it, it Not only do you have your network within your school, mm-hmm. but the fact that you graduated from an HBCU puts you in another network. So mm. you always have someone to turn to no matter where you are in this world, really. Um, you know, I know how we have a, a, a club in Lagos. So, wow. um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's amazing, like all over the world. And in, 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 um, in Dubai, we have a club. So there, it's just amazing. And that's just Howard. And then you go out to, to branch out to the other universities and colleges. I've, I've been a lot of places in this country. And everywhere I've gone, I've always had somebody to turn to um, from... Uh, from a Howard perspective, that graduated from Howard, they mm-hmm. open their doors, they welcome me in with no problem. Family. And then once they find out that, and then others, once they find out that you went to Howard, even mm-hmm. if they didn't go to Howard, mm-hmm. they're going to make sure you take it, you're taken care of, Hello. you know, because you went to an HBCU. Because that tradition of being able to overcome um, that started, you know, foundationally with our ancestors mm-hmm. that said, hey, education is open to us now. And we're going to be able to take advantage and capitalize on it and do something with this to make us better. And that tradition follows from person to person. And when we go through those doors at HBCU, you best believe every one of us on our backs are saying we are doing this for the next generation behind us. Yes. I remember when I was younger that I would hear like there was a, a period of time and tell me if I'm wrong, that there was like corporate America wasn't respecting the students that would come from it, the graduates from an HBCU. And they were like just not embracing the graduates as they would embrace from a different kind of school. That's one of the greatest myths ever told. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, but it's not to me. I don't feel like it's like that anymore. But if it's a myth, then better. Yeah. Like, but think about it. If you if you, if you if you're a corporation and you actually only want to hire a certain amount of black people mm-hmm. to fill to fill spots, so to speak. Yeah. If I could go to one place that has thousands of black people at, at one shot, and I mm-hmm. could and I can meet the cream of the crop, I'd rather do that than you know go to places that only have a few and have to tr- really so, spend time with them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna go to Morehouse. I'm gonna go to to, to Howard. I'm gonna go to you know whatever HBCU, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna recruit from there. And when you Go to, when you go to many of these corporations and you look at the people who are at the top, especially black people, a lot of them went to HBCUs. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. that's something that people say and it makes people afraid to go to HBCU sometimes. But, mm-hmm. it's, but it's really not true. And that's that's actually how I made uh, how I learned academic hustle is because there was so that's your many. Book. Yeah, that's Tell my everybody book. where they can find your book before we move forward. <laughs> com. It's all on, it's also on Amazon, all that. Okay. Um, and before going to college, I didn't know about how to make money. Mm-hmm. I went, uh, entered on all loans. Um, but because HBCUs are literally a concentration for corporations and nonprofits to seek the cream of the crop, um, they provide scholarships and resources research programs and fellowships and HBCU graduates have access and many times exclusive access through mm-hmm. things like the United Negro College Fund, UNCF um, and quite a few others. So I got scholarships from Macy's. I was at the uh, National Institute of Mental Health, their research program, Penn State University, their Minority Health International Research Training Program that sent me to Paris and also um, Tanzania. All that came from being a student at Morehouse. Wow. So 
you'll be amazed at the opportunities that these institutions have um, for scholarship opportunities. So you may not get a full ride from the institution, Mm -hmm. but because you're there, Mm -hmm. there's so many students and so many institutions that are extremely are intrinsically connected mm-hmm. that you can find the money to pay for school. It's all That's about the awesome. knowledge because because recently Syracuse University created a program, a, a dual degree program for students from the Atlanta University Center mm-hmm. um, where Matthew and I attended, yes. where you go to school for three years at your, at your college and then you do three years of law school and it's all one program. So they're mm-hmm. actually, they've actually created pipelines at not just Syracuse, but, but schools and corporations all over America where they want to get that top talent. Exactly. So that was definitely a myth then because, I, like, I I don't say it was recent, but, like, there was a period of time that I would hear that. I'm like, that sucks. Like, they went through all those years of college and they're not being, you know, honored or respected for their hard work. But I'm glad you erased that myth from my brain, Josh. Thank right. you. <laughs> all right. So what else about this picnic? Again, give up the information of how they can attend. Is it on? It's absolutely free, but you do request that they go on event bright so you guys could have a count of what to expect right mm-hmm. so you can go to www.sfhbcupicnic.com or search south florida hbcu picnic on facebook uh, or Eventbrite, and you can register um, it's a free registration just uh, come on in or register online and and, and show up um, you can show up the day of but just so that you won't stand in lines we ask mm-hmm. everyone to RSVP through the website or through Eventbrite and uh, that's that's really it uh, that, that's really it we make it a very simple process this is just focused on making sure that people have that HBCU experience and it's happening next Saturday July 13th from 1 to 6 p.m at Rolling Oaks Park in Miami Gardens. And I wanted to ask you guys, finally, promote your personal businesses. Like you said, Soul Fertility Melody. Soul what Work is, Fertility, yes. What is it called? I'm sorry. Soul Work Fertility. Okay. And what is that exactly? So I help, um, along with Dr. Uh, George Love, Okay. we help men and women get pregnant. So a lot of times we feel like, as women especially, mm-hmm. that you know we can't have children mm-hmm. or maybe we've gone through um, miscarriages or we're going through IVF and it's not working the way that we want it to work. Well, there's a lot of myths and misnomers out there about getting pregnant. And so what we do is um, we work on both the emotional and relationship sides of Mm -hmm. and the energetic and physical sides of getting pregnant. So Dr. Love focuses on the acupuncture, which is gives you the highest possibility of getting pregnant for people that are having challenges getting pregnant. Okay. And I work on the emotional and the relationship side because a lot of times we are burying anger and things of, our, of that nature that are preventing us from getting pregnant, and we don't even know it. So we think that we're like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, everything's yeah, but okay. but then when you start digging deep but and we, taking off the layers. That's right. No we, disrespect to the doctor. I think you have the tougher job. Acupuncture <laughs> <laughs> But you bring back the layers, the layers. Girl. yes, it, it definitely it definitely uh, takes a lot of uh, of of work. But but the the wonderful thing about it is that people can get through. And so once you are able to recognize those anxieties and those stressors that are then causing you not to get pregnant, mm-hmm. um, once you relieve those, then you can get pregnant, and it becomes a, a much smoother process. And, and what's the contact information for that company? So for your company? you can contact us at www www.soulworkfertility.com or reach us at 305-778-7715-305-778-7715. And Josh, you're an attorney. I am. And um, what I do is I help um, people who are injured in car accidents and slip and falls to get okay. compensated for their injuries. Okay. Um, you're an important type of attorney. Yeah. And I also help people who don't 
who sometimes people don't know attorneys that do other things. So I have a network of other um, African-American attorneys who Hello. I recommend to people when they are in need of a, a divorce, if they have a, um, a criminal case that's pending or any other type of bankruptcy or anything so like that. So you're like a lawyer directory in our world. We appreciate that. Wakanda forever. What's the phone number or how do they contact you? So on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're Josh Jones Law. Um, You can search for that. Um, It's joshjoneslaw.com. And our phone number is 305-239-4878. And that's uh, 305-239-4878. Okay. And Mayor Pigott, city of Opelika, you just got into office. Was it November? Yes, November. How has it been? Uh, It's been an awesome experience. Being able to transform a community uh, is just, it's it's an honor. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm happy to be able to be a part of the process. have an excellent commission, um, and we're working with the state, we're working with the county, working with quite a few people to repave these roads, get these streets cleaned up, um, and, and provide scholarship opportunities for our, our kids. We have an employment program that's been working on in the city, going on right now, where we're hiring youth um, awesome. um, this summer. So there's a lot of exciting things, and Opalaka is turning around. I'm proud to to be a part of that. Are they going to demolish the Alibaba thing? Like since I was a kid, I remember like. I, I associated with the cartoon Popeye because they used to have <laughs> yeah. a thing. I'm like, the Popeye house! <laughs> right, right, right. Are they going to no. fix it or what's going to uh, happen Yes, to that? we're definitely going to fix Historic City Hall. Um, the Moorish architecture is near and dear to our uh, community and it, it represents a legacy that spans back uh, centuries. So it is something that we need to make sure that we, we honor and we keep. And that's what makes Opalaka Opalaka. So um, it is uh, something that will be protected. And and where can they reach the city hall or mm-hmm. the city of Opalaka? Where can they reach you? Um, literally, you go to opalakafl.gov okay. and you will find all the information for the city. www.opalakafl.gov and for the number 305-953-2800. Again, that's 305 953 Zero zero. Feel free to contact. Come to the city of Opalaka. Uh, we welcome people, developers, uh, homeowners. Um, the city of Opalaka is transforming. And we need to make sure that uh, we take pride in our community. I want to thank the three of you for coming through. Mayor of Opalaka, Matthew Pigott, Miss Melody Miller, Mr. Josh Jones. They're here to talk about the South Florida HBCU picnic happening next Saturday, July 13th, 1 to 6 p.m., Rolling Oaks Park. Make sure you visit SFHBCU. Picnic.com. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.